We all want more freedom, and a lot of us work hard now in the hope we'll feel free later. What if there was another way? A way to feel happier, more free, and confident to get better results right now. Welcome to Your Freedom Unlimited, where we share practical stories and strategies to help you show up authentically, drop your fears, and take inspired action on what matters most to you. I'm your host, Jen Ramsey. As a coach with a love for metaphysics, science, spirituality, and strategies that get results, I'll help you step away from self-doubt and create a powerful new story for your life, business, or career. Join me. How to cope with anxiety is a good question at the best of times. But in the times of uncertainty that we're all going through right now, it's an even more important question. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. Today we're talking about how to find some certainty and peace in the midst of these very uncertain times. As I'm recording this episode, it's July 2020, and in Australia we're seeing a second wave of the pandemic in Melbourne, one of our largest cities. While there's been a lot of media coverage on the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm also noticing a lot of discussion in the media about the anxiety that many people are feeling in relation to COVID-19. As well as fear about the illness, there's, there's a lot of fear about the general economic uncertainty that's been caused by COVID-19. I'm also seeing this pattern repeat itself in social media and in my conversations with my family and friends. There is a very high level of anxiety and fear about the future around right now, with a lot of people asking how will the economy bounce back and when will we will be able to travel again. There also just seems to be a general level of heightened anxiety about the geopolitics of the world and how we're all interacting together or perhaps not getting on so well together. What I'm finding really interesting about all of this is that for the first time in, in that I can remember, in the mainstream media, anxiety is really being talked about in a very significant way. And what this is telling me is that it's really speaking to the extent of the problem and the fact that finally, as a community, we are starting to take notice of these things and talk about them, which I think is great. I think it is a good thing that we're starting to talk about anxiety and about how we really feel. This is a discussion that's needed to come to the table for a very long time. But what I've noticed, particularly with the mainstream media reporting, is that while there's a lot of reporting about people's fears, there's not a lot of reporting about how to cope with anxiety in these, in these uncertain times. So how do we do this? How can we cope with anxiety in uncertainty? And while I'm not proposing to have the absolute silver bullet fast solution for the situation, I truly believe that there are ways that we as individual people and as a community, we can get better at dealing with our, our anxiety. And I'm someone who's had some experience in this area. I have experienced what it's like to live with anxiety. And I also know how much better life is when you learn to manage anxiety successfully. And let me tell you, it can be done. But what I've learned is, is that when we're stuck in our fear or in our anxiety, there's not a lot we can do. And we can often go quite downward very quickly into quite a negative spiral. So what do we do about all of this? Well, 
Einstein, I think, said it best. He said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. I think you'd probably agree with me, Einstein was a pretty smart guy. And in this instance, I think his wisdom is golden. So let's break down for a minute what he meant. In summary, I think what Einstein is saying is that a problem can't be solved in the same way of thinking or in the same level of consciousness that, are, that it arose in. And I've done quite a bit of research in this area in terms of quantum physics, neuroscience, consciousness, and spirituality. And what I've found is that there's a very common theme running between all of these things. And what that theme is, is that we cannot solve a problem if we're looking at it through the same eyes with the same perspective. We simply have to loosen our grip on the fear story that is presenting itself and look at things from a different perspective. So how do we do that? Well, let me just talk a little bit about what happens when, we, happens when we're in this grip of fear. So if I choose a perspective of fear, I'm going to be locked into what I call a fear consciousness. And I'm not going to be able to come up with many good solutions or many ideas when I'm in fear. In fact, I'm more likely to spiral downwards, looking at everything else in my life or in my world that could possibly go wrong and add that to my list of woes. The research also shows that when we're in fear, it's actually really bad for our immune systems. So if for no other reason, um, if you want to start you know, in dealing, changing your relationship with fear, this is a really good time to be doing it because we probably need our immune systems to be firing on all cylinders at this time. So that's the choice of the perspective of fear. But if I consciously choose a peaceful state, then I'm, then I'm going to feel a lot more calm and I'm, then I'm going to be able to come up with new and inspired ideas that could possibly solve the problems or at least reduce the worries that I'm feeling in the moment. The other good news is that when we're feeling more calm, it is much better for our immune system. So what I'm saying here is, I guess, quite simple. We need to loosen our grip on the fear story that we're running. And the best way that we can do that is by consciously choosing a new perspective. And that perspective is to be calm. So two very simple choices here. Do we choose fear or do we choose peace and calm? What I've found is, is that if I consciously choose the perspective of peace and calm, then I'm going to get access to a lot, of, a lot more ideas, a lot more inspirational thoughts, a lot of solutions to problems that have been worrying me. And I believe this is what Einstein was really talking about. He was saying that we just can't solve a problem in that fear consciousness because it just leads to more stuckness, more fear and more anxiety. But if we choose a place of peace and calm, our brains will actually become more relaxed and they will allow new and different ideas to come to the service for ourselves, our local community and our global community. It's a little bit like, you know, sometimes when you're in the shower, it's a, you're in a calm state, the water's, you know, coming down all around you and suddenly you'll just have that light bulb moment. You'll have that, that really great idea. And I think on Reddit, there's actually a segment on Reddit called shower thoughts because this, these shower thoughts are so popular. People literally have lots of great ideas in the shower. And that's exactly what we're talking about because when you're in the shower, you've loosened your grip, you've stopped thinking about things in a particular way and you just your mind can be off in a different space and that's when it comes up with great ideas. 
And that's what I'm talking about here. How can we just loosen that grip on the, the fear story and choose a different story? So if you've you know, come along with me on this ride and you've thought, okay, I am going to start this idea of choosing my calm perspective. How can I keep myself there? How can I keep doing that? Well, that's what I wanted to share with you right now. So these are two really important things. How do we keep ourselves or help ourselves to feel more calm, more regularly? Well, the first one is, is to reduce our exposures to the fear. And the second one is to train our minds to calm down. So just let me talk a little bit now about how to reduce our exposure to our fear. Well, right now, I feel like we're all really overexposed to fear. Globally, we are sharing more information at a level and in a way that our society has never, ever shared before. I'm talking here simply about, you know, our online mainstream media reporting as well as social media. And when you look at this, you know, other times in history, things might have been happening in the world or in pockets of the world, but we might not have been exposed to them in our local community. But now, with everything so instantaneously happening in this minute-by-minute -minute news cycle that we are exposed to 24-7 if, if we choose to be, then those fear stories are coming at us thick and fast and in a way that feels very, very personal to us. And I'm not sure about you, but I'm finding this overexposure very tiring. And it feels to me like our collective human psyche is a little worn out right now. The analogy I came up with when I was thinking about this is it's almost like we've got an extreme overexposure to the sun. It's like we've all been out in the desert for days on end, baking ourselves and frying to a crisp. And there's no amount of sunscreen that could help us in a situation like that. And it's a bit like that with our exposure to media and social media. So what do we do? Well, we can make another conscious choice we really do need to think about consciously reducing our exposure to media and social media. And that was a conscious choice I made back in March. I really made a decision. I could, I could see myself, I had a couple of incidences where I watched the news, I looked at things on social media, and then I had a couple of conversations with friends and I went down the rabbit hole really quickly. So what I've found is that I've survived very well over the last couple of months. I didn't need to be glued to my phone or my television 24 hours a day to know what was going on. I've found I just need to check in once or twice a day to know what's going on and to know what I need to do. And of course, to know how I can be prepared and look after myself and my family and my community. So that what I'm talking about here is just really reducing that exposure. Another way that we can really reduce our exposure is by managing our thoughts, so the thoughts we're thinking to ourselves when we're on our own, and also the conversations that we're having with others. Back to Einstein here, if we are endlessly rehashing those same fear stories in our conversations with friends, it's just not going to get us anywhere. We're not going to come up with any solutions that are going to be workable. The second tip I wanted to share with you in terms of how to really keep ourselves in this calm place, this choosing this, consciously choosing this calm perspective, is to train our minds to find peace. So how do we do that? And, and what am I talking about when I'm talking about that? Well, this is a perfect time to look at how to train your mind to find peace. And the best way I know how to do that is through the simple practice of meditation and or mindfulness. Because what happens when we meditate 
is we actually start to build a much stronger connection with our true selves and our inner world. And what we can do in this place is we can go inward and we can consciously choose to find peace there rather than being stuck in the noise and fear of the outside world. This is what, you know, the yogis and sages have, have known for millennia. And I think now in this time, there is going to be a resurgence, resurgence of meditation because it is so powerful. It's powerful for us from a health perspective. It definitely is shown, has been shown, the research has shown that it reduces stress and anxiety and improves our overall health, it improves the health of our heart, um, our, whole our whole human operating system. But it also has this incredibly beautiful benefit of helping us connect more internally with a peaceful state. So some of you who are listening right now may be saying, well, not meditation. I've given that a go. It's too hard. It's not for me. I've tried it. I just can't do it. I'm hearing you. And let me tell you, I used to think that too. But now that I've had a consistent meditation practice, everything has changed. But the real key here is to start small and find a technique that works for you. A technique that's not cloaked in a lot of dogma and a lot of rules and, and, and ways of doing things, but a very simple meditation te technique. And what I've found now that I've been meditating for quite a period of time is that yes, I still experience worry and fear. Those things still happen for me, but how I deal with them I, is completely different. I, I, I will have the feeling and something happened this morning that, that took me out, but I was back up on top within about an hour. And that was very different for how I might have dealt with this two or three years, the same situation two or three years ago. So I wanted to share with you meditation techniques that are very gentle, very simple and very accessible. These are the kind of techniques that I teach. And they're all based on helping you really remember who you are, to help you connect with your heart and to find some of that calm and that peace inside yourself. So as part of this episode, I wanted to share with you my free Choose Calm meditation. It's a nine minute meditation, it's very short, and it's also accompanied by a five step guide to really help you find peace in times of uncertainty. So you can get this meditation just by visiting jenramsey.com forward slash calm. I am really excited to be sharing this meditation with you. It's a very simple meditation that's designed to really help you feel safe and supported and to help you shift into that space where you can feel more peaceful and more calm. And once you're in that space, I know you'll be feeling more inspired and more creative. One of the other things that people have been saying to me is that they feel quite, they've been feeling quite low because they feel they, there's nothing that they can do, perhaps for people in other parts of the world who are in greater difficulty than they are. And I know this feeling of, you know, that you're not actually doing enough. But the good news is, is that I wanted to share with you that by doing this meditation, you will be doing something because a part of the meditation actually involves you sending love out to everyone and all beings in the world. And the research shows us that when we meditate like that, when we are meditating for the health and healing of people external to ourselves, it does make a difference. So if you'd like to get access to this meditation, just visit jenramsey.com forward slash calm. If there are other medita meditation techniques that you've come across, feel free to give those a go um, right now as well. Just my, my, I guess my, my recommendation to you is just to give this thing called meditation a go. Again, it's about keeping 
starting out in a very small way, in a way that works for you. So that's all I wanted to share with you this week. Um, please keep tuning in to Your Freedom Unlimited as there's lots more to come. I've got some great interviews coming up with people as well as more tips and strategies like this. So until we speak again, take great care. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. If you like this show, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review Your Freedom Unlimited on your favourite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, you can reach me directly at jenramsey.com. Thanks for listening.